trackaholic, call it what you call it, Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that, dirt, 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 I miss that, dirt, 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 gotta get back to it, I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game, ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing, now nationwide, everybody knows my name They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery He sings that song we like Yeah, yeah boy, that's me Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing yeah. Them cold kind, we're tossing right. They know I came to wreck it Yet I rarely bring out a caution I hit the high side Boy, I park it for Brian Clausen uh. I do them like Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Throttled Up will be a weekly podcast featuring Matt and Dustin. We plan to discuss the legendary Brownstown Speedway, along with other local dirt tracks, Eldora, Salem Speedway, and all of your IndyCar and NASCAR news. Don't miss an episode of Throttled Up the Podcast. Hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, today, recording live from uh, Speedy Camping here at the uh, uh, 24th Annual Dream. Uh, Dirt Late Model Dream. Been here for a couple days and uh, had a pretty good time, Matt, so far for my first uh, venture here to the Dream. Yeah, outside of the weather, it's been almost perfect. You know, we got to watch uh, Thursday night show on Friday, and we technically watched the Friday night features on Saturday. So it's the weather's kind of set our timeline back. But we're really hoping that the uh, Saturday night feature runs tonight, Saturday night. Yeah, we. I'm sure everybody here's got their fingers crossed. Uh, still some, still some possibility of some weather kind of building and coming in, but. Um, you know, everybody is kind of holding off, and and I will I will give a shout out to uh, Tony and his track crew. I think they did a tremendous job getting the track back in every time that the weather's hit. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I, what I liked about the the as they called it here yesterday, the matinee race was uh, the track surface. You know, was old school Eldora, black and slick. You know, they practically tore down the turn one wall every race, and then uh, last night. You know, after the shower that came through, it was heavy, super fast. So we got to see two different tracks, you know, in the same day. Yeah, and that, uh, you know, turn one yesterday in the matinee should have been sponsored by any sheet metal builder because uh, there was a lot of new sheet metal needed after uh, running into turn one. Yeah, and I seen on Twitter this morning, I can't remember who said it, but uh, they said the only dream the drivers were rooting for yesterday was more deck panels, and, and that's a fact. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, it's the uh, the dream. It's my first uh, visit here. Um, it's obviously, you know, bigger than just, you know, your average uh, dirt track race. Um, it's a very cool event, very cool venue. But it's also really cool to watch the mixture of guys who are your Lucas Oil guys, are your World of Outlaws guys, but also some of those those local drivers or regional drivers who are making every opportunity to try and get in that that dream field tonight. Yeah, you know, and 
You know, when you sit down over here, you expect the Lucas Oil guys and the World of Outlaw guys, you know they're going to make a feature. But you, you catch yourself rooting for that regional guy or, or just the local guy that thinks, man, I ain't going to have a chance if I don't go. And, you know, I, I know when we sat over there yesterday, that's who I kind of caught myself rooting for because you know the big guys are going to make it. Yeah, and, um, you know, and even with that group of big guys, I think one that, you know, both of us have been pulling for and has kind of had an up-and-down weekend is, uh, you know, Huddy O'Neill. Um, you know, and Hudson is – he's been fast at – it almost seems like he's been fast at the wrong time. And, you know, obviously there was an accident when he was qualifying in the matinee yesterday and um, <clears throat> cost him a heck of a run. I think he was going to have a heck of a time. If, it, if the yellow didn't come out there. Oh, yeah, I think he would have uh, prevailed. Like last night, you know, the, the the number two feature there, you know, he ran all the way up and finished fourth, you know, from and he started, I think, eighth or tenth. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, he had a good run last night, but it seems like he runs better on the heavy stuff than when he did with the black and slick. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> so it, I know we talked the other day when we did the show, uh, when we when we made our own picks, but – who have you been impressed with here over the weekend? You know, who's some guys that, you know, you think are, are probably going to be in the show tonight and compete for the win of the show? I think the real big uh, surprise to me is Chris uh, Smokey Madden in the, in the number 44 car. Uh, He's been you, on fire. You know, the feature, he, he would have won two features yesterday, but uh, two laps ago he gets into turn one wall and, and he finishes but doesn't win the, the feature, but – then last night he wins a feature. So and he wasn't a guy that wasn't even on my radar when we we pick, made our picks. And he has really really impressed me. Yeah, he's been fast out of the gate. I mean, any and on both surfaces, like you said. I mean, he was fast when it was slick and black, and he was fast last night when it was a heavy track where he had some traction with it. Um, but anybody else stand out? I mean, I know that uh, you know Davenport's ran really really well all weekend. I think he's going to be strong. Um, I think if Huddy gets it put together i think cuddy's going to be good don o'neill's obviously been very very strong yeah. this weekend um but anybody else that's kind of jumped off the page at you frank hackenass jr i have to say you know frank's a good smooth driver you know usually takes care of his equipment but uh he's he stepped it up quite a bit you know this weekend i've very you know he ran third last night and i was very very impressed with him and i know he's had some some personal issues that he's been battling this last week or two and for him to come over here to eldor and run like that i was really impressed with him so if you had the opportunity and you were going to look to you know remake the picks we made would you want to change now well, I picked Davenport, so no. That's, I didn't figure you would. But. but Nathan picked Bloomquist, so I think he might be rethinking that one. Well, and that was probably um, the story of the evening uh, last night was uh, as we come back out to race, obviously there's, you know, several different things that went on, but, you know, we knew that some cars weren't going to be there for the Friday night feature because of some things that had happened. And then you go out and Scott Bloomquist's trailer – is closed up and they're nowhere to be found and um obviously i think the rumor mill started flying about where's bloomquist and what's going on and um from what we understand what the story was is that uh he took a fall going up the stairs of his hauler and uh, was actually at the hospital with a rotator cuff injury um so was not able to race last night but the thought is he will try and be available to race tonight 
Yeah, that was what the track reported last night, and they got their information from a representative from Arizona Sportswear, so that's really not even straight out of the Bloomquist camp. He's just a real good friend with Scott, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, it was it was weird not to see the Zero compete over here at the Dream. Yeah, I mean, you not only do you typically see the Zero obviously compete, but it's somebody you've got to make sure you can – you can outrun to win this thing and uh it was just kind of a weird situation last night to, to see it closed up and him not be around yeah you know and when we started the evening back after the rain shower his car was still out and tarped like he was going to show up they was just late getting there and then uh, during the racing action last night they actually housed the car back in the transporter and closed you know closed the gate on it what do you think? I mean, obviously, we don't know for sure what the race surface is going to be like tonight. I mean, we've got the possibility of showers coming in. We've, uh, you know, we've got anything and everything that could pop up. But do you think if it's if we do get another wet track, if we have if we have some showers come in this afternoon and it's going to be a heavy track? Obviously, I know Bloomquist has got all the experience in the world, but do you think that hurts Bloomquist a little bit with not getting to run on that surface last night when everybody else did and get to see setups and things like that? Personally, I'm going to say no just for the fact of all the experience Bloomquist has in racing that I'm sure he has been on a track or even been on this track with whatever surface pops up tonight to race on. So, you know, I, I'm sure his wealth of knowledge of all the racetracks he's raced at and all the races he's raced in, that he's going to have an idea of what to, where to go. It will definitely be exciting to see him not just come in, but come in and try and make the show, obviously. And, um, you know, he is going to be, you know, Bloomquist is, is, you know, a legend, but he is going to be behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, with trying to get in and, and, you know, get things done today. So it'll be exciting to see how he races for sure. Um, you know, I, I guess the other, uh, you know, the big action yesterday in the matinee to talk about, and you started was, you know, a lot of torn up race cars. And, um, you know, not just, you know, obviously turn one took a lot out, but just a lot of torn up race cars, um, especially in that second feature yesterday afternoon. So, I think a lot of it, I, I agree with you, it's going to be interesting to see how the track comes out tonight um, and how those setups come together. And, you know, we, we keep trying to guess the the track surface conditions there, but like you said right off the beginning of the show, Tony and his crew, excellent job. I mean, you know, we all know what it's like to try to put a race on with the sun up, and I thought for what they had to work with because the sun was out and it was blazing yesterday that the track surface was a great racing surface. Absolutely. Um, and here's the deal. Even with it being as slick as what it was, all it did was, you know, it, it brought in those guys that like that high line that like to run up next to the wall. And part of wanting to run up next to the wall, Del Dora, is sometimes you're going to kiss the wall. And some of them did a lot more than kiss it. But, you know, they wanted to push that to get out and get that run coming off of turn two and four. Well, it seemed like they just they wore that cushion out so fast and early in the night that there was nothing there for them to bank off of when they threw it into turn one. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as those guys started, to, you know, when you're following somebody, you kept getting a little more, a little more, a little more, trying to drive it in deeper. And, and it was amazing to watch the number of guys who, who bounced off the wall. And, and some of them, I mean, heck, were able to recover and, and still run really, really well. But uh, definitely a lot of torn up race cars yesterday. And uh, but uh, as far as the experience, uh, you know, my first time here at Eldora, I, I think this is um, – this has definitely been a lot of fun. It's a really cool event. Um, it is it is very, very cool to see this many people 
excited about dirt track racing. And, I, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about how do we promote the sport and how do we get the sport, you know, continuing to grow. And, and if, if people would support their local tracks, you know, the way that this place gets supported, and I get that, you know, we were here for a local show for them just a few weeks ago. It's not like this every weekend, but this is what makes it so exciting and so much fun. But almost every racetrack has its two to four token events. And if you could get all your local people, especially, and then also some outsiders to come in and help support those token events, you know, a lot of your local racetracks, that's what they bank on is I got these four big events that will help me get through all the little events. And, and uh, I wish people would, you know, when we, when like Brownstown has a big event, you know, the, the no way out, the icebreaker, the Jackson 100, you know, all those, when they make sure that we try to fill that place to capacity, then, you know, we, that helps us really benefit with having Brownstown Speedway around for years and years to come. Now I want to I want to jump back here real quick onto uh, the racing action from last night. Uh, I know you said this morning you thought it was um, the, one of the best features you've ever seen, um, and the one that uh, Earl Pearson Jr. won last night. And uh, why don't you tell us what you know how that kind of feature came together? Well, it was the first feature of the of the Friday night show, and you had Jonathan Davenport and Don O'Neill in the front row. Earl Pearson Jr., if I can remember right, started about seventh. And it was a side-by-side, door-to-door battle every lap until I think four or five laps to go between Davenport and O'Neill. And then uh, Davenport O'Neill kind of ran out of property, come out of turn two. Uh, both of them got squirrely down the backstretch, and, and the Hurricane Earl Pearson Jr. just jumped on it, blasted past them on the backstretch, and never looked back. And you know, I was really glad to see that for him. You know, Earl's a uh, – he's an ambassador of the sport, been around for many years, always represented the sport well, and it was good to see him get back in victory lane. Absolutely. And, you know, it's uh, – that's probably been the coolest thing here is no matter, again, the racing surface, but the racing has been great. And I know that's uh, what Eldora is very well known for, but the amount of slide jobs we've seen, the amount of, you know, passes and, and back and forth, it has been – a very, very exciting weekend seeing what guys have been able to do. And, you know, years and years ago, I know this is your first time, but any other veteran Eldora, or Eldora goer, they would tell you if you went to the bottom, you was crazy. You was going to lose. And I couldn't believe the passes. You know, I don't know what Tony has done different to the track in the last few years, but the passes right down there against the wall on the bottom of the racetrack that used to, if you seen a guy go to the bottom, he was getting ready to quit. He was done. Nobody ever ran the bottom. But now... I mean, you can race from the top wall to the bottom wall around this joint, and and that's super impressive right there. And it creates that extremely exciting three- and four-wide racing sometimes. I mean, there was a couple times yesterday during heat races in the matinee that they're coming in three and four, coming out three and four wide, and you're thinking, this isn't going to work. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think – well, you, I mean, you know it now. You've came – every heat race we sit over there and watch – would be a very nice feature to watch any other Saturday night. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, not knocking any other, you know, local dirt track, but, um, yeah, any heat race would be a huge show to get these guys in. And, and again, I think that's what's so cool to see the, the, the local and regional guys who are just trying to get in and make the show with these guys because, um, you know, you and I talked, uh, you know, about uh, – uh, Bowman yesterday and and his vehicle, 
a lot of these these local guys don't have a backup car and you know m multiple things they're they got one shot here and they're in it you know and i think it's really cool to watch them put it on the line to to go get that and I'm glad you brought him up because I wanted to give him a shout-out because just like you said, you know, he's one of our local guys. You know, he cut his teeth at Brownstown Speedway. You know, all of us that, that attend Brownstown have watched him grow up. And uh, it kind of puts a smile on your face when you see that, that 77 of Adam Bowman roll out here at Eldora Speedway and compete. I mean, he was one position short of getting into the, the feature last night, but ran well on the Thursday night show. And uh, I think he, he will actually maybe surprise us in the heat races today. So, and I'm glad for that because Adam is a local guy. And I think so, too, And I, you know, because I think the, the interesting thing with, with Adam has been I think you've watched him get more and more comfortable on the racing surface as it's, as it's come along. And I was worried about him yesterday, and this isn't a knock on Adam and what he's able to do, but I was worried he was in a pack and a restart that several of those Lucas Oil guys were around, and I thought, man, I – I, but I think his talent really showed when he was around great racers um, because he was able to run right with them. He was battling. He was setting himself up for passes. So, yeah, huge shout-out to, to Bowman and what he was able to do yesterday and, and hopefully continue that success today. And, you know, to touch on some other local drivers, you know, Kent Robinson, defending Eldoria track champion here in the late models, uh, actually led, I think, the first 14 laps of the Dream last year tough break in, his, in, in the races last night gets wadded up there coming out of turn two so I kind of hope they get him fixed up where he can at least compete today and try to get back into the dream because you know we've interviewed Devin twice on this show and you know he tells how hard it is just to get into the feature of the dream and you know Robinson got in last year and actually led laps so that tells you where his his racing program has has matured too and you know and I you know you bring up Devin and Devin has been a you know a guest on the show a couple times and he's been a huge supporter of us and and uh you know i put it out on social media i came over here to uh to support devin and the 1g and uh beeman motorsports and um you know i i i think devin has again kind of like huddy o'neill i would say an up and down weekend um and i think some of it's been a bad break i mean i think he qualified i think he was seventh on uh, Thursday night before we got rained out, and then they had to throw trash all the qualifying and come back. Um, but the one thing I would say, and I think Devin would agree, and um, he said on our show, it doesn't just take good equipment. It doesn't just take good driving. You need some luck yes. to make the dream. And um, I think he would agree that even with the – he qualified 31st yesterday for the matinee show, and – the way it fell out, he gets to end up starting on the inside front row of his heat race. He's able to, to win that heat race and, uh, you know, transfer on into the feature for the matinee. And I, I think he would say, as bad as everything happened, that luck there kind of broke his way. And, you know, like you said, he won his heat race. And, you know, the, the lineup for the heat races for the Dream is all based on points. So him winning that gave him some good points. Um, he finished well and you know 13th last night i really can't remember what the uh, thursday night show finish for devin was i apologize about that devin but i think he's accumulated a decent I amount i want to say eighth or ninth okay i want to say eighth or ninth i could be wrong but i you know he's accumulated quite a bit of points there that i think he'll have a pretty good starting spot you know for the heat races today to set himself up for the dream and you know devin is no slouch when it comes to driving and uh i know near the end of the year last year him and jim kind of ventured out and started running with the lucas boys a little bit and uh this is my personal belief and you know this is not the belief of, of throttled up or dust in there but 
I think when you go run with heavier and stronger competition, it makes you a stronger competitor yourself because you have to step your game up or you can't compete. And you can notice after Devin and Jim started flirting with the Lucas Oil races that Devin and that race team matured, you know, a whole lot. Well, I agree with you. And I think, um, you know, I, I would say this is that in anything when the competition around you gets raised – you know, when Devin's at a show like this, and this isn't knocking some of the other places he races, because there's always guys there. We've talked about the competition you're going to face at Brownstown Speedway, but, you know, every driver here is in great equipment, is got tons of experience turning laps. Um, so everybody here, so you've got to be up on the wheel. You don't get a chance, and just being – Eldora Speedway, you don't get a chance to take a break and, you know, ride around a little bit. No, there is no ride around. You know, you better be, you know, up on the wheel and strapped in tight because you're going to have to fight for every inch of every lap. So, again, uh, you know, my pick obviously was the one Gia Devin Gilpin. I know that was a, uh, a long shot pick to win the dream, but I'm not changing yet. I think he's getting in tonight, and I think as long as, uh, you know, his crew, Tater and those guys, can get the car set up the right way. I think if Devin's there towards the end and up to the front, I, I say watch out for the 1G. And, you know, I, I'm obviously going to root for him. You know, we asked picks, and I feel bad that I did pick Davenport. But uh, as I talked to my brother yesterday on, on a text message, and my brother said Davenport got his cape back because, you know, his nickname is Superman, that I have to kind of agree. You know, he, he does have his cape back on over here, so – all right. Anybody else that you're uh, you're excited that you know that looks like they might be able to get into the show tonight? Obviously, we think Devin's going to um, hopefully you know get through the heat races today and get that. But anybody else you're looking forward to? Oh, I got another personal favorite that uh, I'm pulling for, and he won a heat race last night, and uh, that's Jason Feger, the high side hustler. I uh, I met Jason over here about four or five years ago, and. Uh, talk to him quite a bit and and uh, kind of enjoy watching him race so uh you know an outside pick for me is i just like like to see fager do good and then, of course i'm gonna root for shannon babb just for the fact that that's my girlfriend's pick and uh you know got to keep her happy too and, and babb has done very well this weekend so i think he'll he'll also perform good tonight babb has ran very well and uh you know the one story i guess we didn't get into that we probably need to cover in the kind of the drama of the dream yesterday not only does bloomquist disappear but we lose brandon overton for the entire weekend um and i know as we came up here and talking off the air you felt like overton was going to be a guy that could go out and win this thing this weekend and uh unfortunately and i don't really know what all happened there either unfortunately he kind of gets wadded up yesterday in an incident with billy moyer and uh and gets wadded up and then the idea that I think they had talked about bringing his backup car out, and then all of a sudden they just said, "Nope, we're out for the weekend." Yeah, they then that he got wanted up in the Thursday show, you know, on Friday. But yeah, he uh, he just called it quits and was done. And you know, Overton kind of jumped on the scene down there in the uh, Winter Nationals at East Bay. You know, he wasn't kind of on nobody's radar, and then he showed up down there and whipped the big boys more than one night. And ever since then, he's uh, you got to kind of watch out for that 116 because you don't know what Overton's going to do. So, yeah, that was a big threat for the other drivers taking out right on the first night of racing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, if, you've, if you watched the interview and, and, and saw the, uh, 
the reaction uh, from the 21. Um, he felt like he had him cleared coming out of two. Uh, he felt like that there should have been a little bit of, I guess, gentleman's agreement that Overton should have backed out. Um, but I guess the unlucky thing for Overton is Moyer was able to continue and and Overton was on the hook and headed to the trailer. But I, I know that my opinion, again, not throttled up, Dustin's opinion here, um, I don't know how when you're racing, I don't care if it's the Thursday night heat race, is how you ask anybody to back out of it at Eldora. Yeah, I was surprised at that comment, too, of if Brandon would have backed out, we wouldn't have been in that mess. They're all race car drivers. You know, they, the last thing they want to do is lift up on that loud pedal. And, uh, you know, I, I was shocked for him to say that. And I think there was remorse because, you know, his comment was me and Brandon are friends. I hated to see him get tore I up. Agree. but. But he should have known, if they are friends, he knows Brandon ain't going to lift that loud pedal. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, that always goes both ways, too. The, the 21's got a pedal he can he can light it, let up, too. I know he's sliding up to the top, but you can go both ways on all of that. And, and I, Moyer's been around the block enough that he would not – he's not lifting for anybody else either. Oh, yeah, that's and – you know, and I'm sure – you know, he's probably trying to be politically correct, and that's the unfortunate thing about grabbing interviews off drivers as soon as they come up out of the car is they haven't had time to really think things through or, or even see a replay of it. I know, you know, NASCAR gives them the benefit when they go to the interview and they put the monitor in front of them and say, now watch this and tell me what you think. And that's what, honestly, I would like to see what, you know, what Moyer's take is on it today because, I mean, I'm just going to be honest here, and, again, this is just me watching the replay. I don't know how he could have said he thought he had Overton cleared. Now, right. I'm not sitting in the seat. I don't have the full containment seat and the Hans and the helmet and all that. He may have felt that way. I just wonder if after watching the replay, he doesn't realize, yeah, I, I didn't have that spot. And I'm sure he did. Like I said, he, you know, you catch him. You know, he's not even cooled off yet. He pulls his helmet off, and there's a microphone <laughs> on his face. So, you know, I'm going to give a little benefit of the doubt to, to Billy Moyer there. Well, I think we're going to um, try and run around here a little bit. We're about uh, 30 minutes in on this this part of it, so that's kind of our take uh, here on Saturday morning of Dream Weekend, uh, headed into the 24th uh, Dirt Lay Model Dream. And um, I think we're going to go around and catch some fans here at the campgrounds and uh, you know talk to some people, do some interviews, and try to get down in the pits and see some of these drivers before things kick off today. And uh, so uh, this is, again, throttled up on the road, live on location at Eldora Speedway for the 24th annual Dirt Late Model Dream. The next set of interviews here uh, on Throttled Up are going to come from the campgrounds at uh, Speedy Campground in Eldora Village there at uh, Eldora Speedway. Matt and I uh, spent some time in the uh, campground talking to some fans and uh, got to um, got to definitely hear one sen- sentiment that uh, didn't work out for a lot of the, uh, the fans that were there that weekend is uh, there was definitely the idea that anybody but bloomer and um obviously at this point this was saturday morning most people knew the uh the drama that had been built with uh bloomquist not running on friday evening and the the late show and uh supposedly slipping off the hitch of his trailer his hauler and and building to the drama that would come on saturday Throttled up uh, live on location here at Eldora Speedway in the Speedy Campground. Uh, getting ready here for the uh, 24th Annual Dream. Uh, tell me your name and where you're from, man. Terry Price, Walkerton, Indiana. Walkerton, Indiana. All right, we're Indiana guys too. So how many times have you been over here for the uh, Dirt Late Mile Dream? I think this is about six year in a row. Why do you like coming over here to Eldora so much? 
Great racing. Who are you pulling for to win tonight? Mm, anybody but Bloomquist. <laughs> anybody but Bloomquist. You heard it here first. All right. Back here in the campgrounds with Throttled Up the Podcast. What's your name, my man? Steven Nusser. How you doing today? Just glad to be here. I'm doing great, and uh, we just got here, and uh, they got some great corn. It looks like uh, they're working on lunch. Um, I'm not sure who's going to join them, but uh, you said you're the guy that can pick drivers. Who's going to win the Dirt Late Model Dream tonight? Number 44, Madman Madden. He's going to win it. I guarantee he will dominate. He has the past two days been the fastest on that track. There you go. You heard it here. All right, back with Thrilled Up, the podcast here in uh, the Eldora Campground, getting ready for the Dirt Late Model Dream. Uh, standing here with some fans, uh, I believe, from Canada? Uh, Freeport, Illinois. Freeport, Illinois. Closer getting up there, but uh, we're from Indiana, so what brings you over to the Dream? What's so special about Eldora to you? People I'm with. You got a driver that you're, you're looking for tonight? No, I just watch all of them. <laughs> you got somebody that's impressed you so far this weekend? Ah, there's a few of them, Blank and Ship. <laughs> That's been a common theme throughout the uh, the uh, campground today. So, uh, so no favorite driver, but and uh, you, you, the people here. Any of these guys here have impressed you this weekend? Every one of them last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Matt and I also made a trip down through uh, Pit Lane and uh, got a chance to catch up with some of the drivers there on Saturday. And a huge shout out to all of them that um, that took the time out to uh, to speak to us. I mean, we're we're not a, a huge name in this deal yet. We're just trying to get uh, get things started and in- encourage people to be fans of dirt mo- dirt racing in general, and especially late model racing. And um, really appreciate all the drivers that were willing to take time out to work with us. All right, guys, started up in the pits here. They'll do a speedway. For the Dirt Late Model Dream, I'm in the pits with, with Shannon Babb. Shannon, how's your weekend went so far? Uh, it's been a long one, really. You know, there was a lot of racing yesterday, so we was ready for a break. But uh, it's been good for us. Our car's been good. And, you know, just uh, this is always, you know, um, a challenging place because you're just trying to run good but stay out of trouble. You can really tear up a lot of stuff in a hurry if, you, you know, something goes wrong. Yesterday was pretty interesting there because you had the, the hard slick track early in the day and then you came out with the heavy heavy track late at night, so that kind of lets you guys know a little bit about the car both ways, or did it help you or hurt you with that? It helps a lot. Just like you said, we got to run our car on both conditions, and uh, they did an excellent job with the track. Um, track was good. I mean, that rain always helps any race track, I think. Uh, knocks the dust down, just makes the, you know, track was nice and smooth but fast. So, um, yeah, we're, we was happy with everything. Good deal. I have a girlfriend back home in Indiana to be, she's rooting for you. She couldn't make it this weekend, but you, she's probably one of your biggest fans. So we're just going to tell you good luck from Throttled Up and, and hope to see you in Victory Lane tonight. I appreciate that. We can see what we can do and we'll just try to do our best. Thank you. Throttled Up in the pits back down here at Eldora Speedway for the Dirt Late Model Dream. Caught up with a former Brownstown Speedway Super Late Model Track champion, Joe Godsey. Joe, how's the weekend been treating you so far? Oh, we're a little behind, but we're, uh, we're having fun and learning every day. Now, you're, you're traveling with the series now, right, instead of – I know you ran local at Brownstown when you lived up in Bedford. Now, when you, you moved to Arkansas, you tra- started traveling with the series? Yeah, last year we ran Mars, and uh, this year we switched over to MLRA. How's that been treating you? Oh, we're doing all right. We've uh, Me and Jeff have both made it in top ten there, and uh, we just keep digging every week. i got to ask you, man, just because I enjoyed watching the race at Brownstown, are you ever coming back to race with this man? Definitely. Yeah, we can't <laughs> wait to get back. 
I, I'm glad to hear that. I know you showed up uh, last year that that one race, and and uh, you know I probably shouldn't be biased to drivers. So I am the announcer, but I was glad to see you because man, you you know your way around that racetrack, and and you put on a show when you show back up home for us. Yeah, I think Brownstown Speedway is where we call home as far as racetracks go. A lot of laps there, and we love that place and miss the people on the track, and. Uh, Really, we're kind of struggling this year, so I'd like to get back there and get back to home base a little bit. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Like I said, a little selfish on my part that, to see you come back, but uh, just know the rest of the night tonight, you got two fans, at least two, probably four or five, sitting up in turn one, going to be cheering for you when you roll on the racetrack. Well, we appreciate that. Hope to see you guys soon. All right. Congratulations on everything you do this year, and, and uh, definitely want to see you back at Brownstown. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, here live from the pits, I uh, got the 1G Devin Gilpin here and the Beeman Motorsports team. Devin, how's the weekend been so far? Uh, it's been really good, man. Uh, setting 16th in the points so far, uh, starting second right side of the fourth heat race. So, uh, you know, we're happy. We just uh, got to get up on the wheel here. It's kind of been a, uh, a changing track constantly. You know, it was, it was black and slick yesterday afternoon, and then last night after that rain came in, it was heavy and fast. Uh, does that help you going into today to kind of see both of those options? Yeah, you know, we, we've, we've put about everything on the car this week. So, you know, we'll, we'll assess where we're at in the fourth heat race. I see it slowing down a little bit, you know, 15 laps per heat. And I say by the time the fourth heat race comes, it'll be uh, probably slicker and a little slower. So we'll, we'll see what we have. All right, Devin, I appreciate it, and, uh, you know, we're wishing you all the best and uh, throttled up right behind you, hoping that uh, to see you in the show tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, thank you for everything you do. You guys are growing quick, and hopefully we can put it in a show. I love it. Thanks, Devin. Thanks. Throttled up in the pits here at Eldora Speedway, Dirt Late Model Dream. In the pits now with Jim Beeman, car owner there for Devin Gilpin. Jim, you satisfied with the way the cars ran so far this weekend? We've had a good weekend, and it? With all the rain and this, that, and the other, and track conditions, you guys mentioned when you speak with Devin there that it just changes and changes and bite and tires and tough deal. I don't know that everybody understands how hard people work at this game. It's uh, it's rough on all of us, and and we're fortunate to even be here. That's uh, we got to thank the good Lord above and and the people that's helped us. Just very fortunate. If we roll out of here and don't make the show, we're we're blessed to be here. I know when Devin was in the studio with us there last week, he he really wanted to make this show for you. I mean, that's important to him that he gets in the show, and he you know specifically said for Jim Beeman. So I know he's going to drive his hind end off behind the wheel, and you gave him a great piece to try to do it at. And uh, we just want you guys to know it throttled up, man. We're pulling for you guys, you know, the whole weekend. We appreciate you guys. Uh, it just it means a lot, you know. Just from a little town in North Vernon, we've raced for 35 years and been here a lot of times. Uh, my wife sold T-shirts here in 1983. We won that Johnny Appleseed, and after you're on that stage, you just don't know how that makes a small guy feel, you know. Uh, and I don't know where we've earned it or whatever, but we've worked hard to get here. Well, I just want you to know, if you guys get that $100,000 check tonight, that me, that me and Dustin will be down here, and we'll just hang out with you the rest of the night, and we'll see how late we can set up. How's that sound? We'll be here for a while. <laughs> All right, man, good luck tonight. Throttled up once again in the pits here at Eldora Speedway for the Dirt Late Model Dream. In the pits here with the number 15 of John Henry. John, how's the weekend been for you so far? Uh, pretty solid, you know. Anytime you can show up here at Eldora and win a couple of heat races and make both of these features and put yourself in position to be able to make, you know, be able to make this show, you know, 100000 a win. You got, uh, what do you got, like 78, almost 80 cars here, and they're the best of the best. So it's pretty fun to 
I always enjoy coming here, man. This is this event and the world are just like no other. It's just an awesome experience just to be a part of, and you know, just to be down here in this atmosphere and see the crowd and things like that. It's cool. You got a lot of drivers that travel, you know, many hours to be here, and you know, you're kind of like the the hometown hero when you show up here. Do you think that gives you an advantage that that you're are so familiar with Eldora, or you know, these other guys do their their homework and they come in with about as much knowledge you have? Yeah. The, the we we are definitely local, and you know I've won plenty of mod races here. Late model, we're you know we're getting really close, but um, I think a lot of it. You know we don't have much more seat time. I mean I've already, this is my fifth race of the year, and these guys probably they've been racing since Florida, and they've got 20 races in already, and plus all the all the information they're getting fed and things like that. So we haven't got to do a whole bunch of R and D on our stuff, and you know we're just out here trying to compete and do the best we can. You know we have a. This is a 2014 uh, Black Diamond. It was an old Frank Hecken-S car. So it's it's five-year-old technology, um, and we're just trying to do the best we can. And, you know, we, 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 we've tried to innovate and add some new technology to it, but with the way the frames are designed now, there's only so much we can do, and we're limited to, to do what the, you know, what the newer cars now are doing. So it's going to be time to upgrade, you know, financially and fundings. And, I mean, it's just... As you guys probably are aware, it's expensive to do this sport. So we just try to stay in the game. That's the whole goal is just enough, you know, just to be able to keep showing up and having fun and being competitive. You know, obviously I want to show up here every time and have the opportunity to win. So, you know, if there's ever an opportunity where I get get a chance to get better equipment and things like that, I think we'll be able to be able to do that. So right now we just, you know, I just drive smart and race hard. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if, I mean, that heat race we had this weekend, you know, lined up next to Shepard, lined up next to McCready, you know, was able to, to wheel it and, and beat them in the heat races. So um, I feel like I can line up with anybody. It's just, you know, um, just the technology and then the conditions when, they, when the track slows down, that's where that technology really, really shows, you know, and that's where we struggle a little bit. Because when the track's fast, almost everybody can be fast. Plus, you're in clean air. So, I mean, put ourselves in position and uh, get the invert just right. You know, we start up front, we win these heat races, and, you know, making the show is big for us. I mean, that's our goal, obviously, is just to make all three features. And, um, you know, my goal is definitely make the dream, and hopefully a top ten this year would be awesome. Well, I know when you're out on the racetrack, man, you make it very exciting. And, you know, when I know you're on the racetrack, I'm, I'm pulling for you personally there. So just just keep it up, and, and I hope the rest of your season goes well. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right, to uh, wrap up the weekend here at Eldora, a little different setup than what we typically do here on Throttled Up. Um, Matt is out of town tonight, so uh, he is phoning in. Um, Not literally, or well, I guess not figuratively just phoning it in. He is literally phoning it in from uh, northern Indiana. So, uh, Matt, you know, hopefully we can hear you loud and clear and everything comes in uh, clear, but it was a great weekend at Eldora, man, great weekend. Yeah, I, I had a good time. I mean, I'm glad to experience your first time there with you. Um, I wish the weather could have been just a little bit better, but uh, when the rain quit and the cars got on the racetrack, I thought it was a great, great weekend of racing. Yeah, and you know, and I, I'm gonna we're just gonna get it out there right off the bat. You know, we talked a little bit on our our podcast there in the campground on Saturday morning that obviously the big drama of the weekend was Bloomquist and. Um, you know, the whole deal with not being around Friday night and, and all the rumors that circulated. And and let's make sure we're clear that all of this is rumor um, and speculation. But 
obviously bloomer is is nowhere to be found friday night the the story that comes out from the arizona arizona sportswear camp is he's fallen off his his hauler hitch um he has hurt his rotator cuff he's at the hospital but then it comes out well his wife's not at the hospital with him and you know then you hear all the fans well would your wife go with you or or would you know so all of this drama builds up and then obviously you know you and i had the conversation I truly personally thought this was just a ploy for him to build his legacy. And, and you, you know, I had to actually agree with you a little bit because, you know, he probably has more hype than any driver, you know, in any class of racing, you know, you can put all the race car drivers in the world together and he carries more hype and builds more hype than anyone else. So, you know, I had to tend to agree with you, and, it, you know, it just seemed kind of odd to me. And that's tough when you're talking about the Kyle Bushes of NASCAR, and that's not a knock on Kyle, but Kyle likes to create a hype around himself too. But I agree with you that, that Bloomer does that. And then, you know, he and I, I'll be the first to admit, I'll, I'll eat a little bit of crow here. I told you, he can't come out and do it. I thought Davenport was too fast all weekend. I thought Chris Madden was too fast. I thought I thought there was too many top-tier guys that even if he could make the show, I didn't think he could do it. And, and kudos to you. You said right off the bat, he's the best. He can do it. Yeah, I, I think if I can remember back to our conversation, I can't remember what conversations we had on air and what ones we had off of air. But I thought I told you he could probably get third in his heat race, which he did. And then, you know, he turned around and started 15th, and I had seen him win the race from, from 19th and 20th when he's had to take provisionals. So, you know, I, I didn't think he would get to the front as fast as he did, but, uh, you know, I thought, I thought he could do it if he got in the race. So, And he was, and he was a rocket ship. And, and, and you know, before I go into the next part, because the drama has kind of continued throughout the weekend and the start of this week, but – you know, I'll be the first to say here and say he is the the greatest. I mean, the you know, in all the terms they use everywhere else, he's the goat. He is the greatest of all time in a dirt late model, in my opinion. He he is just absolutely dominant. And you know, I I know we talked. This is his eighth dream that he's won. There's there's been twenty four, so a third of the dreams that have been ran, he has won. And there's a handful in there he could have picked up without, you know, technical problems or car problems, those kind of things. And three that he didn't participate in. So he's raced in 21 of them and won eight of the 21. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, that's more than a third. And and this is what amazes me to, to, to go ahead and, again, I'm not I'm not speculating. I'm just reporting the same rumors that that others reported long before me. But for him being as great as he is, it does amaze me the drama and the hype that comes out of his his camp and surrounds him because, you know, I know I sent you the article earlier this week. It comes out that he had a scheduled drug test Friday night that he was or Friday afternoon that he was supposed to do. And he goes to the infield care center and and he can't produce a sample. So they say, go back to your hauler, drink fluids, come back when you can. And then he magically disappears Friday night. And again, I'm not insinuating that Bloomer in any way, shape, or form had to hide from a drug test. I know he said, I'll take one at Greenville Hospital. I'll take one Saturday. I'll take one. You name the time and place. But it's amazing to me. This guy is the greatest and the drama and and intrigue that ends up coming around him. And all I'm going to comment on that too, because you know I don't want to take nothing from Scott because he did get in the car and he wheeled the car, 
But, you know, my job that pays the bills for me, I have to, you know, we have drug tests about every two months. And if you had, because, you know, he claimed he had a shy bladder and he couldn't pee, you know, upon request. When that happens, when I have to go in for a drug test or my coworkers do, you know, we're put in timeout and we are watched the entire time until we're able to pee. You know, we're not told, we'll go back home and whenever you feel like it, come back. So, you know, I was kind of lost over that response because I, I know with me, and what I have to do, we're not allowed to leave the side of the tester until we can produce a, a sample. Well, and that was so kind of, I was lost with that. I agree. That was kind of my question from the testing side. That you know, the testing service or, or company that does it is what? How accurate is the test, or how important is the test? Why are we even testing if the answer is, "Oh, head back to your hauler, drink some water, and come back when you can." I right. mean, not not to be critical. It's just to me that's like the most haphazard way to uh to produce a, a drug testing you know screen there is but you know I'm, I'm like you i really don't want to to ride on that part of it because you know ourselves and close to 30 other thirty thousand other people sit and watched him start 15th and at lap 40 he took the lead and you know it was a little bit of a yo-yo he'd give up a little bit of the lead but and then gain it all back but you know he he was the man in charge when he got to the front and then that's that's for sure. No, and I, and I agree with you, you know, a thousand times over. And he is cut out of that kind of same mold as as some of the other, you know, sports greats. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson was absolutely dominant. No one could touch him, but he always had drama and, and you know, controversy that swirled around him. Um, and I'm not putting Bloomquist's drama at the same point as what some of the things Tyson did, so I don't want that to come across like that. But, you know, you look at some of the great athletes that have existed, uh, Pete Rose, you know, all these guys that yeah, yeah. that that constantly have this cloud around them. And that that's what I hate for Bloomquist because you're exactly right. If all you do is just watch the video from the feature, I mean, either from the heat or the feature, but you watch him, there was no one on the track that could run with him. No, not at all. And, you know, he put his car everywhere he wanted to, you know, wherever the car ran the best, he was able to put it there. And, you know, the, after the race interview, they interviewed uh, Jonathan Davenport, and he said, you know, he was he was he couldn't get his car turned like Lundquist could. So he was forced to run the very top of the racetrack, couldn't adjust at all. And, you know, Scott just had his car set up right, and, you know, he's no stranger to Eldora Speedway and, and did what he had to do. Yeah, and again, like I said, it, it was a it was a tremendous weekend, and and I don't want to focus on the negatives and some of the drama because really the racing all weekend was tremendous. Um, you know, I do want to say one heartbreaker, and and I was very clear when we went over there, and and last week, um, you know, I went over as a huge fan of Devin Gilpin and and pulling for him. You know, guy that's been on our podcast and and has been a supporter of us, and. Really, I know you and I talked. We really thought that he had the shot that he was going to get in on on Saturday evening for the dream, and he comes up about you know half to three quarters of a car length short of transferring in. And I know that was uh, disappointing for Devin, um, but you know again for a guy, and and I know you know we got the opportunity to also interview Jim Beeman there uh, on pit road. And Jim said here, you know, I'm just a small town boy from, you know, North Vernon, Indiana, and we're up here running with the best in the world. And, and, you know, kudos to that team for what they did to grind out and, and be that close. I know that doesn't make them feel any better, but you know, kudos to the work that that group put in. Well, I'm just going to say that I think the boys are going to do some more homework between now and September 
And when the World 100 rolls around, I think they're going to show up, you know, over there more determined than they were in June. And, you know, Devin's not a quitter by no means, and, and Jim Beeman is not either. That I think they're going to show up and try even harder. And, and uh, you know, them, if them guys stay together and they work hard like they've been working, they're going to get them a crown jewel, and it's going to be sooner than later. And I would agree with you because the thing is, is that they are constantly getting better um, at Eldora. You know, he goes over and wins the Johnny Appleseed and and outruns some good cars. I mean, I understand the the, the absolute top name guys weren't there for the Johnny Appleseed, but ran. I mean, he ran outran some really good cars that night, and and I agree with you. I think they'll come back and uh, they'll definitely uh, have a, a heck of a shot at putting it into the lineup for the World One Hundred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I also want to give a shout out that, uh, you know, Jason Jamison, uh, you know, led the first 40 laps of, of the feature event there. And, you know, he has turned a lot of laps at, at Brownstown Speedway. So, you know, while we're highlighting that, you know, I don't want to leave Jason out. And, uh, you know, he was the uh, the initial leader of, of the Dream 100 this year and actually led the first 40 laps until, you know, Bloomquist passed him. So. And yeah, and did a heck of a job, you know. And then, uh, like like we said, it didn't matter who you were once Bloomquist got past you, and and he was going to do whatever he wanted. So yeah, huge shout out to Jamison as well. Ran really really well. Um, and again, it was just a heck of a, a weekend of racing. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna segue here just a little bit, and I'm gonna say something, and and I, I'm gonna preface this uh, for for Matt and anyone else involved with this is that this is 100% not the opinion of throttled up the podcast this is personally Dustin Roller's opinion so I'm okay with saying that but you know as I look at some of the stuff that comes out after this and and I just want to say as a fan because that's what I am I am I am truly a, a dirt fan um in the sense that I I don't have any other connections other than enjoying the sport um so to all those fans out there, when I get on social media, and this this includes everywhere, and you destroy this sport, you you you're negative and tearing down drivers, you're tearing down promoters, you're tearing down tracks. That does nothing to help our outside, you know, fringe. Maybe I want to go see a dirt race uh, to come in. Um, you know, you can have your favorite drivers, you can support them, you can, you know, but be positive about what you're, what you're trying to promote. And, and again, as a fan, you know, I want this, our forum of what we're trying to do here to be something positive for drivers, uh, for Brown Sound Speedway and, and to promote the, the work that goes into it. So don't, don't start tearing things apart, um, no matter where it is, you know, just, just be positive about our sport and show the reason why we all love it. And none of us love this sport because of the drama, um, and the, the social media comments. And I, I'm going to add to that because I, I 100% agree with everything you just said. And, you know, there's a difference between four or five buddies, you know, getting together in a circle and drinking a beverage or two, and those four or five guys voicing their opinion to each other than blasting it on social media. Because like you said, when you get on social media and say something negative, people that have never experienced the sport are seeing those comments, and you're going to turn a guy off on the sport that, that has never been turned on to it yet. So they're going to come into the, the thing with a very negative attitude that we might never win back. So, you know, I'm with you. If you've, you're going to say something negative, let's not get on social media and bash, you know, any driver, any track, any promoter, you know, anything, because, you know, that's just killing the sport that, like you said, we all love. And, you know, that's our outlet. And when that outlet goes away, what are we all going to do? 
Absolutely. And I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get the, you know, and I, I talked about it earlier here as we segued into the, you know, the campground interviews, you know, the, the overall theme of the campground uh, on Saturday was anybody but Bloomer. And, you know, that's one thing when you're talking about a guy at Bloomquist that's won $800,000 races uh, during the dream. Um, and, and even in that, there is a respect in saying anybody but Bloomer. And, and I know that sounds kind of funny, but when you're that good, you know, it's kind of like I want anybody but Golden State to win the ch- NBA championship next year because I'm tired of watching the best win and win and win. Uh, yeah, and, you know, when we were sitting there in, in turn one and they introduced him before the race and, you know, you all the boo birds came out and I leaned over to you and I said, you know, Daryl Walter always used to say, you never worry about the people that boo you worry about when your name's called and there isn't a sound made. Absolutely. Because at least people are paying, you know, people are paying attention to him. You know, they hate him because he's a winner. People don't like winners. You know, everybody claims they do, but when you get a guy that becomes dominant, you know, they don't like you no more. You know, Jeff Gordon experienced that. Jimmy Johnson's experienced that. You know, Dale Earnhardt, you know, like you said, the Golden State Warriors, you know, the Chicago Bulls back in the day. You know, they, all that has been experienced. The New York the Yankees. The, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, the yeah. New England Patriots. You can go on and on and on. Anybody that's a dynasty, you know, you're beating everybody else. Everybody else's favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, so that, it kind of makes me grin, you know, because I think back to uh, me being a 17-year-old kid sitting in the the, uh, the grandstands at Brownstown Speedway and watching some long, long-haired guy from Tennessee win a race over Brownstown, and you know, I thought this guy's just absolutely amazing, you know. And uh, you know, I'm I'm 46, and I sit there and see the same guy still have the same dominance. I mean, who can hold up that long in a sport and still be that dominant? And and and, and I'll say this, and have the fire and desire. Um, and I understand he's got all the money in the world and he's got all the equipment and sponsors and all that. I mean, we can have that argument and debate every day, but you still got to climb in that car. You still got to turn laps. And I get, I can sit here and I know people will argue with me that aren't race fans. Well, racing's not a sport. That's easy. Until you get in, you got to turn a hundred laps at Eldora, you know, doing a hundred plus miles an hour and the, the work that that takes bloomers made enough money he can walk away at any point i mean he can retire and and hang out and and do whatever and to still have that fire and that desire to go and and be the best is impressive at his age oh yeah because you know he when dave despain interviewed him he said that he owes no one nothing he owns everything that he has that if he wants to walk away tomorrow he can and not have to worry about paying bills but he still does it so that that shows that fire that desire that he still you know personally carries yeah and uh well let's uh let's move on here to this and i want to throw this out kind of before we wrap up is um and i already announced this on facebook but i want to give a huge thank you again to uh mark and jamie schaefer who were on last week from schaefer photo and custom tea and they came on and, and amazingly enough came up with this idea and said hey we want to give away a 20 by 30 frame print uh here on your podcast and and let's figure out a way to do this and um you surprised me at the end which i loved um with the idea that we were going to if we got 50 entries throttled up would also purchase a 20 by 30 frame print which i love the idea and we did get to that 50 number so last night um i literally printed off all of the comments uh underneath the facebook page and actually cut them into strips so that i could actually see the picture that the person wanted as well 
um, and folded them all up, put them in a bucket, brought my four-year-old out here, which um, it, there's a funny story that goes with this in a minute, but brought my four-year-old out here and said, draw. And, and the first one that that he drew was uh, Vicki Helms, and congratulations to Vicki. Uh, she's going to receive a 20 by 30 framed uh, print uh, from Schaefer Photo and Custom T uh, of a nice shot that Mark got of Devin Gilpin and the 1G right there coming around um, the uh, Scales Shack uh, at Brownstown Speedway, um, which the funny story is my four-year-old, uh, his favorite color is a, is yellow. He is in love with Devin Gilpin and the 1G. So when he drew that one, he thought that the world was right. Um, so <laughs> so congratulations to Vicky and, uh, and then second one uh, for the um, – the photo, the 20 by 30 frame print uh, that we are supplying uh, here with uh, Thrilled Up the Podcast. He drew out Justin Bowling. Um, and to be honest, personally, one of my favorite shots that Mark has gotten, which is, you know, that sunset there in turn three and four um, was just a beautiful, beautiful picture. So congratulations to Vicki and Justin. Um, thank you to everybody who participated. It was amazing to kind of watch all those those entries roll in yeah you know and i'm glad everybody participated and uh you know i he didn't win but i want to give a shout out to uh brayton watson for doing what we said because you made the comment that he reached out to almost every family member he could think of to get in the contest and you know that's what we told you to do so i want to give out to you know shout out to brayton for uh for participating like that and getting other people to participate also. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll say this, and uh, we're going to get into our sponsors here in just a second, but uh, you know, the, the really cool thing, and, and I'll just go ahead and say it here. You know, one of our, one of our sponsors from the get go has been, you know, Mark and Jamie with uh Schaefer uh, photo and custom tea and, you know, the coolest thing is if you didn't get a chance to get an entry, go back and look at that post and scroll through. The shots that Mark has captured are just ridiculous, and, and they're amazing artwork. And we're a little late here to be right up against Father's Day, but if you got a if you got a race fan in your family, you know, and you're looking for something special for their birthday or Christmas or whatever, you know, holiday is coming up, go to Schaefer11.smugmug.com and look through those galleries that uh, Mark has put together and they go all the way back to 2009, you will find a great shot of their favorite driver. I promise you that. And then reach out to Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea and, and talk to them about, you know, doing a frame print or doing a canvas or doing some kind of photo gift because, you know, personally, I said it last week when Mark and Jamie were on, Matt, there, I wish I could have entered. I really want a nice 20 by 30 frame print um, here in, in, in the studio, and, and I hate that I couldn't be a participant. Oh yeah, I have to agree with you. Because, you know, they, uh, you know, Lydia, you know, my, my daughter, she's a great big fan of Aubrey Egan, and uh, you know, I reached out to him at Christmas time, and there's a, a twenty by thirty that hangs on the Lydia's wall of of Aubrey when she won the uh, the uh, even heat or feature event there at uh, Fun Fest at the end of the year last year, and that's what we bought Lydia for Christmas was uh, you know a twenty by thirty from from Mark and Jamie, and they did a fantastic job. I mean way better way better than, than what i think i even asked for so you know all the holidays coming up if you do have a race fan in your uh in your friendship ring or family ring or whatever there reach out to them and and they will make sure it's special when they get it and uh 
our other sponsors there, obviously, in the FastLaneProductions.com. Again, I can't say enough about Ryan and Nathan, um, you know, and what they do and, and the value you get from getting a premium membership over there at InTheFastLaneProductions.com. Again, it doesn't take place of being at the track, but, you know, for me, who's had a crazy schedule here at the start of the race season with a new baby, I haven't been able to make every Saturday night I want to, um, and it gives me a great ability to still keep up with the racing action when I can't be there. But when even when I am there, and I've said this before, it's a great thing to be able to go back and rewatch the races and catch some some things I maybe didn't see before. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know I use it to go back and just watch to see if I missed anything because you know even when you're there, there's so much action on the racetrack that you don't always get to see everything. And Ryan and Nathan do such a good job of having those cameras everywhere they're supposed to be at the right time and and capturing the race action. So definitely visit in the fastlaneproductions.com and then uh, last but not least obviously brownstown speedway uh the legendary brownstown speedway and and promoter jim price and and jim you know i i want to say personally thank you uh for taking a chance on this uh this this crazy podcast idea that that we came up with and you've supported us from the get-go and i appreciate it and and we're going to continue to try and work and help you promote not only brownstown speedway but you know the indiana late model series and and all of the guys that uh that make uh brownstown speedway great Uh, and on that note i'm going to announce something here and i guess i'm kind of turning the tables on you here this week matt because you and i haven't discussed (laughs) this yet because it just happened this evening but um you know, obviously, uh, the Indiana Pro Late Model Series travels. Um, the Scott County Fair Race is coming up here in, in July, first week of July, I believe. Um, and there has been a push made by one of our former guests and and uh, a member of his team, uh, Braden Watson, that you've already brought up, and that is Loud and Loose Racing would like to see the Modifieds also run at, at Scott County Fair. Um, and basically, they've been told you find the sponsors to uh, support the race, bring them. And so, anybody who's interested in throwing some some money towards those cars to show up down there at, at the Scott County Fair race, um, it'll be a cool package there with the Indiana Pro Late Models, and and we can get some of those those Brownstown guys that run the Modifieds, you know, down there with the Indiana Pro Late Models and make a really cool race. So the part I didn't tell you yet, Matt, um, I pledge that that Throttled Up is going to be a sponsor um, and help with some of that. And uh, anybody else that wants to reach out to Loud and Loose Racing, check out their website, check out their Facebook page, um, and go there. And, and let's, let's again, not taking anything away, but let's, let's put those modifieds in that Indiana Pro Late Model Series together, and let's go show, you know, a, a county fair track down there at Scott County what happens at Brownstown Speedway every weekend. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it, man. You know, it's, uh, I pulled the trigger on you last week, and you pulled it on me this <laughs> week, but it's all for the – it's all for the good of the order, so I, you know, I say why not? And uh, you know, I think modifieds going around the the, the the racetrack down there at Scottsburg will be actually very, very exciting. You know, I know when the the Indiana Pro Late Models go down there, they put on a great show along uh, you know along with the Pure Stocks and the Hornets. So let's get them modifieds down there, and like you said, maybe this will intrigue some people to come back up to Brownstown and watch them race up there also absolutely so if you've got a business reach out there to uh lucas and those guys at loud and loose racing again they're they're trying to kind of spur this deal on and and uh, i appreciate them helping promote the sport so um other than that again don russ tribute race this saturday um should be one heck of a show uh brown sound speedway 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be real good. You know, it's uh, going to be kind of interesting. I know Jim Ruddick kind of pulled his uh, pure stock out of retirement there and, and shook it down and ended up putting it in victory lane. So he's going to come back to try to win that. And Tim Rivers out of the pure stock this year, so we're not going to have to worry about him. You know, is this going to be the night that Zach Stalker turns his uh, – his race season around and, and finally gets to Don Russ Memorial. I really hope so. You know, and again, Zach came on obviously early in the season for us and, and he's been a big supporter of us and, and, you know, and I'm a fan of Zach just because of the person he is, but I just hate to see the, the unlucky breaks he's been having. So best of luck to everybody uh, this weekend. And if you see us out at the track, um, obviously we kind of started last week at Eldora uh, handing out some um, some freebies. So if you see Matt or I at the track this Saturday night, grab us. Uh, all we're going to ask from here on out is if you give us a quick interview, uh, you're probably going to end up with a throttled up sticker, a throttled up magnet, or a throttled up uh, can koozie to keep your beverage cold. Uh, and again, just just come up to us. We'll we'll catch a few quick words of why you're such a fan of Brownstown Speedway or your favorite driver. Or if you're a driver owner or or crew member, uh, we'll talk to you as well and get kind of your take on the the racing action and uh, and we'll give you a little bit of a freebie back there in return. And also, if you want to come on and be a guest on the podcast, you know, in studio, let us know then, and we'll set up a date and time, and uh, we'll get you in there, and you know, we'll have a roundtable. So. Find us at the racetrack. Absolutely. We'll see everybody Saturday night. for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. Party in victory lane and y'all boys ain't invited. Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s. We don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window like, hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt. Dirt, 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 I miss that. 
I just won hot laps for the third week. Huh? Lil Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. Yeah. So I go and check the board on my bike, sitting outside pole. Y'all know what it's looking like. Uh -huh. W, W, that's another George W. Hit, hit him with that half a lap. Like, dang, what gear you running, dude? And where'd you get that fire suit? Uh -huh. Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA, hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm rubbered up and I'm smiling for the pics. Y'all boys be looking tacky while I stay looking slick. Four new rims, no new friends. They never know what I'm planning. And mama just gave me them eyes like, dang, baby, you looking handsome. We pray and sing the anthem. Nobody takes a knee. We stop and show respect because we're all proud to be. From the land of the free and the home of the brave, y'all better Wake up and get it. Uh, We're making America great again. Let's all go out and kick it on there. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt. Dirt, I miss that. Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it.